I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me for the first time on the show, welcome in Valencia King. What you got for me? Listen, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I am a listener, an avid listener. You and Isaac are always holding it down with the Mavs content. So I'm just ready to get rocking and rolling. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we never had Valencia in. I've seen you in you know in the, in the locker room a couple times. I've seen you in the, the locker. The locker zooms, I guess we call them. I think I just coined that just now. <laughs> but I figured we'd have her on to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Isaac is out with, I don't know, he always has some kind of family member in, and he's like, hey, can you get somebody to cover the pod? <laughs> It happens. It happens. Listen, if last year taught us anything, it's how to be flexible in the moment. So I understand. 100%. This Mavs season, too, is teaching us to be flexible, too. I mean, all these players being out, guys having to step in. So on today's show, we're going to talk about there's all kinds of rumors floating around. Kevin O'Connor wrote a piece that just, I don't know, put every fan base into a tizzy, I think. Just like all different kinds of names being thrown out. And so we're going to talk about that, get into some names. The Cavaliers' names, there's a couple guys there we've been talking about on Twitter for a couple days we haven't gotten to talk about on the podcast. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, Valencia, let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. But kind of before that, I want to give our our listeners a little bit about your background. So when did you start covering the Mavericks? Have you always been a Mavs fan? Just tell listeners a little bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to start with this. I don't know if anyone ever got in trouble for talking in class, but that was me. Okay. (laughs) I truly have the gift to gab. So I always knew I had to have a career in communications because I just love to talk. I don't meet strangers often. It's just kind of my thing. So hopefully I'm not alone out there. If you're with me, find me on Twitter at I am Valencia King and let me know I'm not alone. But I actually started my journey in sports because my mom played semi-professional basketball overseas. And my father, who was retired from the military Navy, was um, obviously in the Navy and we just moved around a lot. So I didn't have a home team to grow up with. I just kind of knew and loved the game of basketball. And so when we actually got to Texas for the second time around, we were stationed here once before, I was like, okay, let's let's get into this, this, this Maverick fan base because it is a strong one. I know Texas in general, especially Dallas with the Cowboys is strong, but the Mavs have a, have a strong fan base as well. And so that I, I just knew that I needed to be around this sport. I played a little bit coming up, but I was more into, you know, dancing and everything of like that nature. And so to start my career, I just, I just had to find a way. And I love sharing this part because I know you guys have a, a variety of listeners and there's always some young college kids listening, but I actually started off on a trial basis with the Texas Legends, which are the mm. league affiliate for the Dallas Mavericks. And I just covered their tryouts, not even a game. Nancy Lieberman actually gave me the chance to cover their tryouts. And that's how I got my foot in the door professionally. I covered that. And then I was able to cover Oklahoma City Thunder, who's not too far from Dallas. And then I covered the Dallas Mavericks. And it just kind of has been, like I said, rocking and rolling from there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Where was your where did your mom play overseas? We were stationed in Naples, Italy, and she played for a couple of different teams. Don't get me to lying on the actual names <laughs> because my Italian definitely left me. Um, but yeah, my dad played for the Navy team while we were stationed overseas and my mom played mm. some over there. But yeah, we were in Naples, Italy for about three years. Who was better between your mom or your dad? Did they have, they have arguments going <laughs> back and forth? <laughs> yes, they would always play one-on-one -on -one, and it was, it was so much fun to watch them. I would say my mom has the better trash talking. Oh, really? Like, so you're my, right. <laughs> my dad, my dad was always kind of quiet as kept. My dad would be like, okay, I got you on the next play. Okay. <laughs> but my mom has the trash talking hands down. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> so good stuff. All right. The Dallas Mavericks this season. What have you really been focusing in on? You've been in all these zoom, you know, locker room things afterwards. You've hear, you've heard what everybody said. The team has kind of gone on this weird you know, they started off kind of strong and then they really just bottomed out. And now they're kind of back up into it. They're two games over 500. They're back in the eighth seed. What's been your take on this season? Are you just kind of waiting and seeing or what's your take on so far on how the Mavericks have played? Yeah, so so I've been um, able to cover the Mavs since 2011 after the championship year. And so I've seen a completely different team just about each season. So what yeah. I, whenever the season starts, I'm always just in interested in seeing who's on our team. Who came back <laughs> and how are these guys going to gel together? So when we started this season, I knew we had the additions of guys like James Johnson, Jay Rich, and I wanted to see how they would gel with the Mavs. And like you mentioned, the Mavs have gone through some things. They had a six game losing streak. They had five players out for COVID protocol and safety measures. So it's been hard to see how this whole team looks fully healthy and gelling together. So at this point in the season, this second half is going to be a crucial point for the Mavs to really continue the momentum, like you mentioned there, two games over 500. And they have everything going for them. They, they've got a full roster. And we haven't been able to say that since day one. I know. It's been one of those things where we've just been pre preaching patience. We're like, just wait till everybody gets back. People are already ready to like quit on Josh Richardson. I'm like, he's played two sets of 10 games, not even a full stretch of games. Are you... Which, which side of the Josh – let's start with Josh Richardson. Like, what side are you on? You said you, you wanted to follow the guys that are just added and how he's been, you know, integrated into the team. How, what have you thought of him so far? I love it. And, and and if anyone has, you know, been watching the Mavs, whether it's, you know, pregame, and shout out to DJ Poison Ivy, who always has the music going. Always. Jimmy Rich is always dancing. And to me, that's just a testament for his love of not just life, but the game as well. Him, um, Dorian Finney-Smith Jr., when Luca and Boban were doing, they'll call, well, I'll call it the international shuffle, it was Dodo <laughs> and Jay Rich that jumped in and learned it right on the spot, might I add, and just, you know, yes. just having fun dancing before the game. And it's little things like that that I look for when, it's, when you talk about a team gelling together, not just what happens within the 48 minutes, but what happens outside of that as well. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Because the, the chemistry of the team has been a huge talking point, even last season in the bubble, right? We saw all those videos and all that stuff of the guys gelling together, and they really haven't had they really haven't had time to do that this season because uh, the you know COVID restrictions, guys literally getting stuck in hotel rooms in Denver for weeks on end, right? Like Josh Richardson was one of those people. He 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 gets traded to this new team. Two weeks into the season, he's stuck in a hotel room in Denver for a couple weeks. Like, what a crazy, what a crazy season these guys have had so far. Uh, but yeah, the the play of Josh Richardson though, he's been, I've kind of been a little disappointed in his defense, but it's it's all about what you expected from him and what 
you're seeing in front of you, right? Like his three point shot has not been that great. His and that's just you know statistically his three point shot hasn't. His defense is kind of a more subjective thing, but uh, it has not been. It's not. I didn't expect it to be all defense or all NBA level defense, but it hasn't been that great to me. Uh, is that something that you're seeing as well, or what are your thoughts about him on the court? Yeah, definitely. Now, when it comes to Jay Rich, I actually talked to him a couple of times about the communication of the team, because when you look at the team individually and as a whole, when they have solid wins, it's because they're communicating on offense and defense. And it sounds so easy, like, well, of course, you should talk to your teammates while you're playing the game. Of course, you should say help. Of course, you should call out the screen. But it doesn't happen all the time. So when you make it an intentional effort to have that open communication, you will have strong defensive stretches. You will have great um, offensive stretches. So, yeah, the the three-point shot, the defense, kind of so-so. But I also contribute that to the team as a whole. Like like we said, gelling together, but the little things of just talking while you're actually playing the game. It sounds so simple, but it's not always done. And they don't really have like that veteran guy, that like Draymond type guy that's that's you know chirping all the time on the court, that's that's talking to everybody, that's bringing everybody together. It doesn't really seem like they have that type of guy. I wish like somebody like Josh Richardson would fill that role, and James Johnson kind of does, but he doesn't get to play enough where he can really fill that. It's a really good point, and I've I've heard you ask those questions before of, of Josh Richardson, and it's something that we do have to see more of. And there's this weird, there's this weird kind of thing on the team right now as far as communication but they're looking for leaders i think is kind of yeah. what I've you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and james johnson would be that veteran leader but like you said he doesn't get the minutes um to really kind of hold that impact on the court i would imagine so that he's still talking to this team off the court you know and and i i love to share this little funny story early on once the season really began i asked james johnson you know how are they what do the guys do to build that chemistry on the court while they're off the court and since it's via zoom I just I, in my in my head, I made up the joking statement that I don't know if he just thought I was trying to, you know, ask him a trick question because he was like, uh, <laughs> oh, I remember this. We were laughing. Isaac and I were laughing so hard at this because, yeah, I remember what he's. Yeah, go ahead. yes. Go ahead. And so I laughed as well, because when you're on Zoom and I haven't had the chance, to, you know, interview James Johnson in person, obviously none of us have this season. But when you're in person, things like that, can you can kind of tell, you know, sarcasm or, you know, genuine questions yeah. and things, things of that nature. But on Zoom, it is kind of hard. And so I laughed it off and I even um, added him on Instagram and tweeted him to let him know, not trying to ask you a trick question here, <laughs> just genuinely asking. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just a little funny moment. But I would I would say that James is still that veteran voice, even though he's not getting those minutes all the time. But I would also look to Dwight Powell because he has, is, I believe, the longest tenure for the Mavs right now. Yeah. And so... He is. He knows what this foundation needs. He knows what this organization needs. He's been here, and I would look to him to be one of those veteran voices as well. Yeah. So you asked the question to James Johnson. You, what are you guys doing outside of Zooms? And he was like, "Well, you're not gonna." He's like, "You're not gonna trap me or get me." <laughs> like as if you're coming at him like with gotcha journalism or something like that. Or yes, you're trying, trying I, to catch him. And yeah, we go to the club and hang out or we go to restaurants. and Right. You know, I completely but. understand it. Um, because like I said, like we're saying, he is a vet. So he, he knows how to deal with media. And so that clip is definitely on my YouTube channel. If anyone wants to see it, it's so funny. Um, so, yeah, I even tagged uh, Tim Hardaway. We like, Tim, can you be the messenger to let him know that I wasn't yeah. answering questions? <laughs> 
That is so funny. All right, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about some players that are on the trade block, or at least teams think they're on the trade block. Teams have shown interest in some players, so they may be available, may not. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, so many different kinds of makes and models of cars out there. You have uh, any kind of place that you could go get car parts. Like they have them at Walmart. They have them at all these brick-and-mortar stores. But if you want the one place that's going to have all the parts available for your car or truck right in front of you, go to rockauto.com. You just check the make, the model, the year, all that kind of stuff of your car, and you'll be able to find all those parts. You don't have to go search all over the place at different stores. Try to find where it is. Go to different aisle for this part, different aisle for this part. It's all right in front of you. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you want to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com, and if you see anything that you like, put it in your cart and write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us box? And they know that we sent you. Again, rockauto.com, write in Locked On in there. How did you hear about us box? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the NBA or the Dallas Mavericks doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. It's brought to you by betonline.ag. All right, Valencia. So, a couple of names have been brought up over the last couple of days. Most notably, I guess, Kevin Love. He's the you know, champion. He's been an all-star. He's a guy that's in the news. Him and Andre Drummond, which one of those would you be more surprised if they're on the Cavs after the trade deadline? Which one of those two guys? I'd be more surprised if Andre. Andre, yeah. It's Because he has the expiring contract. He's a guy. It seems like he the, the buyout is so easy, like that route for them. They also sat him out, that whole Draymond thing where he was commenting on, you know, the Cavs holding him out and all that stuff. Uh, what's your take on Andre Drummond? I have to ask everybody. I ask every fan. I ask every media person. What do you think about Andre Drummond for the Mavs? Because there's a section of Mavs fans that think it's a no-brainer. The Mavs should go after him. They need an interior, you know, presence. They need rebounding. They need a guy like that. And there's other fans like myself, that go, Andre Drummond is just not the right player for this team. Yes, he would he would fix some things, but he would just cause a bunch of other problems. Where do you fit in that spectrum? I don't see the match made in heaven at the moment. I'm not opposed to being proven wrong, but I just, I just don't see it. Like you said, I, I understand what it can add. I understand what he can do day in and day out on the court. But the Mavs, they have a solid group. When they're on, they're on. So I really feel like it's more about consistency. Like, of course, you can always improve your team with different players, but if the Mavs were able to build consistently on doing the things they need to do each game, then we wouldn't really be having too much of a conversation about who else we can bring in. It does seem to occur. Like, after every loss, it seems like all the the deficiencies of the team are brought up and it's always like, well, this team needs this. And after wins, none of those things matter at all, which is probably normal for every team, but it seems a little bit more heightened this season with the Mavericks. And, and yeah, my thing has always been that him and Porzingis don't make sense, right? Like that, that pairing doesn't make sense. So what are you bringing Andre Drummond in to do? Is he going to like play Dwight Powell and Willie Colley Stein's minutes? Is, Dwight, is Andre Drummond going to be okay with that? Now, maybe if he goes to an L.A. team, maybe he understands that a little more because those are title contenders, but I'm not sure if he understands that on a Dallas Mavericks team right now. Uh, what's your take on Kevin Love? Because Kevin Love seems to be available. His contract is is 
kind of brutal. Like if you start looking at what he's making over the next couple of years and you start looking at, you know, he's making like 25 million or something for the next cu- next couple of years. It's not just this expiring deal. Like Andre Drummond kind of makes a little bit more sense to me. It just in the fact that he's an expiring. You can get off some of Dwight Powell's money if you're wanting to do that and then you can, you know, clear up more cap space this summer, but Kevin Love, what does he make? Let's see. 31 this year. 31 next year, 28 million guaranteed the year after that. Like that's a lot for a guy that you can make a case. It makes sense. It definitely makes sense offensively with Porzingis, but defensively, what are you getting? Like the one defensive play from Kevin Love I remember is that play in the finals where he guarded Steph Curry. And if that's the only thing I can remember you from defensively, it's probably not the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna disrespect the champion, okay, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. But unless, it's, unless it's Dwayne Wade. You can disrespect Dwayne Wade all you want on this podcast. That's a Right. You know what? Valid points were made. Points were made. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Kevin Love, I understand what you can add as a veteran voice. He has been to the promised land and got beyond the gate. Um, <laughs> but, but I just, I don't see how it can work long term. This Mavs team is a young group of guys. So, do you really want a veteran voice who can bring good offense eh, kind of defense <laughs> for a few years? Because when I think when, you, when you're looking at the Mavs, you're not looking for just three to five years down the line. You're looking five to 10 years down the line at this point. And we know that the Mavs, this is Luca's team. And Luca is freshly 22. And you're looking at the long tenure of his career as him staying a Maverick. So I just, I don't see the, I don't see the full need to invest so much for a short period of time. Yeah. And I don't think it would take that much to trade for him. It's just, you know, like you're saying, the investment would be in those, that that second, that third year, that contract where, you know, Mavs fans at one point were dreaming of Luca and Giannis. Right. And then all of a sudden it would would just become Luca KP and, and Kevin Love and Kevin Love hasn't played that many games over the last couple of years either. Like, He's been injured a lot too, so I just don't see a fit there. I put out, uh, you know, a tweet on on at Locked On Mavs and said, which one would you rather have, Andre Drummond or Kevin Love? And I think it was split right down the middle. Uh, and then there was, it's probably, it was probably one third Kevin Love, one third Andre Drummond, and one third neither. Or the other name that people kept bringing up was Larry Nance, and Larry Nance is a player that I've loved ever since he was drafted by the Lakers, and uh, he is, he's like. Him and Maxi Kleba are such this like the same player. I would love to have both of those guys. Like Larry Nance, a little bit more athletic than Maxi. Maxi, a little bit better shooter than than Larry Nance. Larry Nance probably a little bit better passer too than Maxi. But both those guys, if you could play them together, like that's a, an incredible you know bench unit coming. Like those two guys in your front court, or you just have forty eight minutes of a guy like that, of a Maxi, of a Larry Nance, and you could you could make that work. I just don't see the Cavs like giving him up that easily. He seems like he really loves being in Cleveland. His dad played in Cleveland. He loves it there. I don't know if you saw the back and forth between him and Channing Fry about, you know, Channing Fry got traded for him like in a first round pick. Uh, but yeah, I just don't see the the Mavs having enough to get Larry Nance, which is kind of a wild statement that they don't have enough assets to get Larry Nance. But that's sort of that's where they are with that. Yeah, when you, when you say it out loud, that is a little bit of a wild statement, right? But when I look at Larry Nance, I, 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 I see not only the player, but how invested he is in the community of Cleveland. And that kind of player, that kind of guy will be good anywhere he goes. 
I know we're talking about on the court statistics, but that's someone who is invested in everything that goes on off the court. He'll be good anywhere he goes. So I could see a caliber of that kind of guy on the Mavs roster, because when you look at the Mavs, a guy like Dwight Powell, Maxi, all of these guys have done things that have invested in the city of Dallas and beyond. <laughs> and so uh, those are the, like, those are the kind of things that I also consider when we're talking about adding different pieces to the puzzle for our roster. In in Dallas, though, we've seen a guy like Harrison Barnes that that poured so much into the city, and the Mavs still were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna send you over to Sacktown in the in the middle of this game." Like, it's a cutthroat league out there. So, but I I totally hear your point about that. I think he means a little bit more to to Cleveland than Harrison Barnes. Maybe he meant to Dallas as far as the his like. Larry Nance Sr. played in Cleveland. He wears his dad's number, like all that kind of stuff. He loves being there, which Harrison Barnes loved being here. But anyway, all right, let's get into a couple other names. There's a bunch of other guys that came up. Otto Porter's name has been mentioned. Nikola Vucevic's name has been mentioned in trade rumors. Uh, a couple other Magic guys. We'll get into some of these names that Kevin O'Connor mentioned in his piece. Victor Oladipo is a guy, so we'll get into all that. We'll talk about that with Valencia coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag, it's the fastest and easiest way to get into all your sports action. If you want to put down some money, there's all kinds of prop bets, all kinds of things. They have NBA games every single night that you can go and bet on. They have an interesting thing right now that is finals matchups. So you're not just betting on one team, you're betting on two teams to come. So number one, Nets versus Lakers, that's plus 400. The number two is Nets versus Clippers. It's plus 700. Number three is Nets versus Jazz, plus 800. So that one's pretty close to, to the second one. Then Milwaukee and the Lakers. That's plus 900. Uh, let's see how far we have to go to get a Dallas Mavericks in here. Quite far. I have to I have to con- command F to find and, and search Dallas Mavericks. Plus 10,000. Milwaukee Bucks versus Dallas Mavericks. That's their highest matchup. Actually, no. Brooklyn and Dallas. At plus 5,000. That's their highest one with Dallas Mavericks. So if you think the Mavericks are going to go to the finals and play the Brooklyn Nets, you put down 100 bucks, you can win $5,000 if they go and play. So go to betonline.ag. If you're interested in that, there's all kinds of other stuff you can check out. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source, and we have one. More people trust Josh Lloyd of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast than any other fantasy basketball pod. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. All right, Valencia, a couple other names have been mentioned. Let's start with this one, Victor Oladipo. He's a guy that's been mentioned with the Mavericks because he's a free agent this summer. The Mavericks have max cap space. It's a name that just kind of makes sense, and... I don't know what to expect from Victor Oladipo. Like he, he just some like when he plays, he looks like an all star again. And then when he doesn't play, it's a he doesn't play a lot, <laughs> right? Like because he's out with injuries all the time. What is your take on on Victor Oladipo? Should the Mavs be targeting him? Should they go ahead and trade for him now? Because maybe it wouldn't take that much, and then they could just re-sign him this summer. What's your thoughts on Oladipo? So I kind of hate to say this, but I can see Victor Oladipo, and I know he's a starter but I could see him in our second unit because we got a guy like Trey Burke and I really do love Trey Burke's game, but he's just not getting a lot of minutes at the moment. So I could see them kind of being a swap for a swap, but Victor Lodipo, one thing about him is when he goes out on the court, he's going to give you everything and then some. So I know he's dealing or has dealt with injuries. Like you mentioned, when he's not playing, it's kind of like, but when he is, <laughs> 
he is definitely showing up and giving it all he's got. And you need you need that. You need that. You, you, because there's other players you can mention where you may not get that. You may get a guy that's kind of going to have an off night and not care about the rest of the team. And that's not Victor Oladipo at all. So, so I wouldn't be mad at it. But there are a, allegedly a lot of teams that are interested in him. So I don't know if Miles would be the front runner for him. And the team that's always connected with him is Miami, but it seems like the the rumors have been he wants to go to Miami, but does does Miami really want Victor Oladipo? That's the other question you have to ask. So Oladipo played 36 games in 2019, 19 games last season, and he hasn't played 80 games since 2014, his rookie year. So, I mean, he's missed a bunch of games over the, over his career. I would just get so – like I would just lay up at night. I would just lay in bed and look at the ceiling and think, oh, is Casey Smith, does he have Porzingis' knees and Victor Oladipo's knees under control, right? I think just Mavs fans would just be so worried about, about that. As a basketball player, he would fit so well. I think he's an upgrade on that Josh Smith position, probably. Definitely as a scorer, uh, probably as a, as a defender as well, at least the way that Josh has been playing defensively this season. So I think he's an upgrade there. It would be awesome to have him and Richardson, and, you know, like all of a sudden you have a bunch of guys you can throw on some of these guards in the West, the guys that we all, we saw in the All-Star game, like Curry and Lillard and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and, and all of those guys. So it just, is he going to play, right? Like you start looking at what he's played this season. Like he missed a game in on December 27th. He missed three games in a row in January, another game in January. He missed a game in February, another game in February, four games in a row, and then another. It's like he just misses all these random games. And maybe this is all rest. I haven't looked too deep into it, their injury history and all that, but I get nervous about that. And like you said about Kevin Love, it's investing in that, you know, that guy. He's an expiring contract, so the Mavericks have max cap space to get him. But if he could stay healthy, again, this is a phrase I feel like we say all the time, but if he could stay healthy, he would be a great a great addition to this Mavericks team, but and and when you talk about the risk, it's it's just really weighing the options. Is that a risk that you're willing to take? Mm-hmm. Is that a risk that you're willing to take for monetary values, holding up roster space? Because it's I don't know. They they the the saying goes: the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. But also, the bigger the loss. <laughs> yeah, true. So I just I just don't know, like you're saying, if if that's a risk that they want to take because. As I mentioned, when Victor Oladipo is healthy, when he is playing, he's going to give you everything he's got and more. But as you're running down the list of everything that he's missed the last few seasons, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, but it's where the Mavericks are because they don't have a ton to offer. So he could be gettable in a trade. So if you think if you think he wouldn't take too much in a trade and you can figure out a way to get him from Houston, if Houston just bottoms out and they're like, ah, we, won't, we don't need too much from Oladipo, we're going to lose him in three months anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Would they take him for just like a Josh Green? You know, Josh Green and Sal- like if you match salaries, would that be enough for it? Probably not. But at least Houston would get like a flyer first round pick type guy. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. is another guy that's been mentioned. And I think he's another guy that's always been in like any mailbag we do. Someone's like, what do you think about Otto Porter Jr. as a guy that could get traded? Big contract. He's an expiring He's got a bad back, so that's why he hasn't played for Chicago. I asked the the Lockdown Bulls guys, I was like, why is Otto Porter not playing? And they just basically said he has a bad back, and that's the deal with him. But he might get bought out. That was kind of the talk today. Any thoughts on Otto Porter Jr. for the Mavericks? I would say he's what I like to call a sleeper pick. 
<laughs> because he he's got a, a good a good solid game, good foundation kind on his game, but you just don't talk about him a lot to me. And when you talk about him having a bad a bad back, that is not something that is minor. That is pretty major. And so you've got to you've got to really look at what kind of bad back are we talking about? Because there are levels to this. So he would be a sleeper pick. I think I wouldn't mind him in, in a trade to Dallas. Like I said, I think he brings good fundamentals, good foundation within his game. But those back, is it a back spasm? Is it a back strain? What what are, what are we dealing with? So And maybe like Chicago, there's probably an element to this too, where Chicago is just ready to you know, to move on, to get younger and to, you know, to move on from him. He's 27. Like he's almost going to be 28. It feels like forever ago. He was the third pick in that draft. He was the third pick in that 2013 draft. Who else was in that draft? I can't even remember. Uh, Oh, that was the, that was the Anthony Bennett, Victor Oladipo draft. And Otto Porter went third in that one. That's kind of wild. That's the same as Nerlens Noel. Uh, Our guy, Trey Burke was in that. Tim Hardaway Jr. was in that draft. Uh, man, yeah, Otto Porter Jr., if he gets bought out, maybe he goes to title contender. He would fit, again, the basketball fit is great. All these guys that are going to get bought out, they all have injury history, though, except for Drummond. Drummond, like, this never hurt. He plays 82 games almost every year. Uh, but but so far this season, Otto Porter's played 16 games. He played 14 games last season, 41 games the season before that, 56 the year before that, 37 his rookie year. Like, he just hasn't played a ton of games because of injury. Uh, but you know, theoretical three and D guy, he's a really good shooter over his career, 40% from three over his career, but in a trade, I'm not for, but as a buyout candidate, I'd be interested if they were to go down that route. I think that would be where I would think about what I would think about that for the Mavericks. Uh, DeMarcus cousins. You have any thoughts on DeMarcus cousins? His name always comes up. I'm a, I'm against it. I don't think he would fix anything for the Mavs, but any thoughts from you? So when you look at DeMarcus Cousins, you you also have to look at Rick Carlisle. I don't see the compatibility. I like this answer. <laughs> I just I just don't see it. We know what kind of coach Carlisle is. He's an old school kind of coach. He can make adjustments when he needs to, but he's going to stick to his ways. It's he's just he's not changing. He's just not. And when I look at a guy like Boogie Cousins, I don't know how he'll fit in that coaching system. Yeah, I think it's the same for Drummond too, right? Like maybe Drummond fits well with some structure like that, but I'm not sure if, if that would if he would fit well. Like a couple mistakes from Drummond and Carlisle would just kick him to the, you know, kick him to the curb. We've seen we've seen Willie Colley Stein like miss a, a lob dunk or we've seen him miss a defensive assignment or a, or a switch or something and Carlisle just yanks him. Like I feel like that would be the same whenever DeMarcus Cousins can misses a step. But he's also a vet, so maybe Carlisle would give him a little longer of a leash. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing we don't know because Carlisle, even though there's some kind of rhyme and reason to Carlisle, you just you really don't know exactly what you're gonna get all the time, and that's okay. He's earned the right to to coach and do what he wants to do. It's Rick Carlisle, okay? But but yeah, I don't I don't know if you have to look at the kind of player that you would potentially be bringing in. And like you said, Carlisle will yank you out of the game for one thing, let alone two things. And I don't know if at Boogie's veteran tenure in his career, if he's going to accept that. I don't know if he would want a longer, you know, leash like you said. Yeah, who knows? So that's some of the names. There's not there's not actually that many interesting names. Like Lonzo Ball is a name that people have mentioned. I don't see the Pelicans moving on from him anytime soon. And I don't know if the Mavericks have anything to offer for for a guy like Lonzo Ball. But yeah, that's the names. Valencia, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am Valencia King and you can find me across all social media sites at I am Valencia King because I am Valencia King. See what I did there? Bam. Make it super easy for you all to find me and definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel Valencia King TV. I've got some all-star content up there already coming your way more all week. And so I know this is locked on Mavs, but there are some other faces in there too. <laughs> so yeah, find me and definitely let me know if you heard me on uh, Locked on Mavs so I can stay connected with you all because we've got a second half of a season underway and I I'm excited to see what the Mavs are going to do. Absolutely. If you guys have been watching on WFAA, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all that stuff. You can follow us at Locked on Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.